When it comes to treading water, I have always told people it's our form of standing. If you play basketball, you stand or you walk or run. In water polo, if you're not treading, you'll drown. So it becomes really second nature, and a lot of our players have been playing for over 10 years. So treading really doesn't really have an effect on us anymore. And I think when it comes to swimming, the first two weeks are always really tough because it's been a year since we've played and we try and do preseason as much as we can but with our busy schedules it doesn't always work out so the swimming in the beginning is really tough but you kind of just get used to it it's just like running laps if you did another sport Welcome back, everybody, to Club Ducks, the series where we highlight various club sports across the University of Oregon campus. They don't get a ton of coverage that they deserve, so we try to shine a little light on it if we can. Our guests today are Emma Simmons, the president of the women's water polo team, and Mary Grosswent, the social media manager slash A-team captain, not the one with Mr. T. Uh, can you guys introduce yourselves to the podcast? Hi, guys. I'm Emma. I'm Mary. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. I know it's just wrapped up week nine, about to be week 10, finals coming up. I'm definitely feeling that. I don't know about you guys. But we'll get into the questions, which is how long have you guys been interested in playing uh, water polo? Uh, I've been playing for 12 years. I started in fourth grade. Yeah, same as me. I've been playing almost 11 years, and it's been a great journey. So you guys have both an A and B team through club sports, explain how the tryouts work and what the process is like of dividing everybody into those two teams. So this year was the first year in a long time that we've done our tryouts as a cut sport. Um, we wanted to have a smaller, more committed team. And with a smaller team, you can really work on plays and the team chemistry. So our A team is normally smaller. It has around 10 people. And then our B team has 12 to 14 um, with the goals of players getting moved up because we do have floating rosters in water polo. So you can be moved up, but once you're moved up, you cannot be moved down. So is the B team traditionally like underclassmen, like your freshmen, sophomores, and then kind of junior, seniors are on the, the A team, or is it completely random? So with A team, you have an expectation that you will be more committed and you will be at every practice, whereas B team is a little less commitment. But we don't really like to say that they're less committed because they are pretty much just as good as A team. Um, I was on B team last year and we got third in our league. So we beat OSU's A team or their only team. So both of our teams are extremely competitive, but it's too many people to have on the bench if we just had one team. Speaking of like practices and your training regimen, how often do you practice and uh, how often do you train? Uh, we practice four times a week, Monday through Thursday. In the evenings, like two hours a night. And well, on Wednesdays, only an hour. And we have another hour to kind of have a team meeting, come together, recap for the week. If we're going into a tournament, talk about plays expectations, stuff like that. So yeah, we do spend a lot of time together throughout the week. And then some weekends we have tournaments and we spend a lot of time together. And a lot of water polo is conditioning. So what do you guys do maybe specifically in your practices to stay so conditioned, to stay so fit for those games? The first hour is usually swimming. Our coach Brianna this year has implemented a lot of good swim sets, especially during tryouts week and the first couple of weeks we did a lot of swimming just to get conditioned and ready for the season and we have been pretty conditioned and we've been 
doing really good with swimming. And then on top of that, just making sure you're sleeping enough, eating enough. Water polo season usually comes with two dinners a night. So, yeah. Would you say that's the hardest part of the sport is staying conditioned? Because, I mean, you're in there for, what, like 30 minutes, treading water, swimming back and forth. I mean, I don't, I can't even imagine that. I tread water for like three minutes and I start to sink slowly. So uh, what are some of the difficulties that come with that? When it comes to treading water, I have always told people it's our form of standing. If you play basketball, you stand or you walk or run. In water polo, if you're not treading, you'll drown. So it becomes really second nature, and a lot of our players have been playing for over 10 years. So treading really doesn't really have an effect on us anymore. And I think when it comes to swimming, the first two weeks are always really tough because it's been a year since we've played and we try and do preseason as much as we can but with our busy schedules it doesn't always work out so the swimming in the beginning is really tough but you kind of just get used to it it's just like running laps if you did another sport you both mentioned uh, a few different times like r- going over plays and stuff like that uh what what are some like uh plays and like x's and o's that you kind of go through um as a team uh well we have a few like after goal plays i mean usually in general like you just have a lot of movement in the game and you're just constantly driving, getting the ball around, all that sort of stuff. But we do have a handful of like set plays that we'll kind of look at each other and be like, let's run it. And then also if we have man up, so their other one of the defenders gets ejected, we have a few specific plays that we run during that too. I'm interested more in like the movement because in sports like basketball or maybe soccer, there's a lot of cutting to the hoop or cutting to the goal. Is it the same in water polo where like I guess you want to cut to the goal, obviously, but it's just slower when you're swimming, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it is slower, but you're also like swimming as fast as you can. And yeah, it's the same idea. You're cutting across to the goal. And there's a lot of different like types of drives you can do and setting picks. I'd say it's most similar to basketball in that way. And then we also have our set player who's like set in front of the goal. So there's also that communication of like, get out, like I'm going towards the goal. So I say communication is definitely key with stuff like that. I'm a set player and um, the main thing is for me to be watching where I need to be going because if I cannot get ball side, I have to move out. And that's a lot of the movement because if I'm not moving out when I'm supposed to be moving out, I clog up the center and then the play is kind of over because there's nowhere to go. You guys have talked about the speed of the game a little bit. And I'm a little curious about that because when I watch water polo, it looks very like strategic and methodical. But does that speed up when you're playing? Would you say, like, compared to other sports like soccer and basketball, like, would, how would you say it stacks up? I think we often start to play at a really fast pace right off the bat. And our team has, we always tell each other to slow down because you do have 30 seconds shot clocks on each side. So when we get over there, a lot of the time we instinctively try and get a counterattack, instinctively try and get a goal. But our main thing is we try and slow it down as much as we can so that we can get some passes up top and eventually make a move off of a drive. Also just saving energy because, yeah, swimming, like you're moving constantly, even though it is second nature to us. Like you in games you get tired very quickly. So just not starting off super fast paced and like trying to get goals right away you really have to slow it down save your energy and be more strategic with it what would you say your like your styles are Are you guys more like like you said it's kind of hard to balance out coming out fast but do you do you guys like 
setting up plays and being like uh, strategic with it or do you like pushing the ball out and going fast? Depends on who you're playing. If you're playing a fast team, you got to set it up and play smart. If you're playing a team that's a little slower, you can start to do counterattacks and start to do fast breaks. But our team is one of the faster teams in the league. So a lot of the time we have to like calm ourselves down and say, slow down, set it up, get a good pass, good shot, because we do have like really strong shooters on our team. So instead of getting a counterattack, sometimes it's better just to get the ball to them and make a good shot. Going on a um, little bit of a different road here, um, how are you guys coached? Are you guys player-ran? Do you guys have any adult coaches? How does that work? So we have our coach, Brianna, and she actually graduated last year. She was former president, and so it's been—she's the new coach this year, so it's been fun having her as coach because half the girls on the team played with her, so it's also nice that she like knows us very well and knows how we play, knows what we talk about and stuff. So it's been fun having her as coach. Do you feel like you respond better to, to like a, a former player? Or do you think it like is that different than if you had like a 40 year old like who played in the 90s or something like that? I think Brianna is very special in that aspect because while she was our president last year, we always joked that she was like our mom of the team. She's very mature compared to us. We, Me and her are only a year apart, but it feels like we're a lot farther apart in age just because she, she has it all together and she's very adult. So I think with her, there isn't an issue. So you guys play in the Northwest Division, right? You're actually reigning champs. So congrats on that, actually. Thank you. There we go. So I'm just a little curious. What other clubs are in the Northwest Division? Are, you, are we talking about UW, like Washington State, Oregon State? We play University of Washington. They have two teams, OSU, Gonzaga, Portland State, and Western Washington. And of all those schools, is there like an arch nemesis? Is there someone that you guys have it out for? UWA and OSU. Yeah, those are our main two competitors. OSU mostly just classic Duck versus Beaver rivalry. And then, yeah, I'd say UWA is our biggest competitor. We've had some close games with them this season. Anybody at the University of Oregon? Because I know the weightlifting team and the powerlifting team, there's a little bad blood between those two. Do you guys have any beef with like the swim team? <laughs> Emma's shaking her head, but uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I think no we're comment. fine. <laughs> We're going to keep the waters clean with the club sports around here. <laughs> yeah, no beef with the water polo. <laughs> um, I just wanted to touch back on something. You, you said that you, you both started when you were younger. Did you do any swimming like before that transitioned into water polo? Did you go just straight into water polo? One of my family friends played Division One, and uh, she was about eight years older than me. And so I watched her, and I just really enjoyed it. I remember we went to a lake on vacation, and she taught me how to egg beat, and I was like, Mom, I want to play water polo. And I started playing, like, Stanford Junior. But I never swam. I swam in high school for conditioning just because club water polo is a little pricey, and my dad wanted me to just do free conditioning at school. Um, but I cannot stand swimming. It is my least favorite sport and least favorite aspect of water polo. Yeah, I grew up in Southern California, so I was constantly at the beach, at the pool, stuff like that. So it was kind of natural to get into a water sport. My older sister played, and yeah, I also never did an actual swim team. I... I think it gets kind of boring just staring at a black line and going. It's more exciting when you have a ball and a goal in the water. I'm curious, do you guys have any kind of relationship with club swimming? Do they, like, is there any kind of communication with 
practices? Do they use the pool also with you guys? We show the pool and we scrimmage them every year and it's always really fun because they do have a lot of the men's water polo players. So it's exciting because we when we play rugby, it's really fun and it's very lighthearted and stuff. But when we play swim, it's a little more of a competition and it's exciting for us to have that in our home pool. And they're very fast. Yeah, they are really fast. Just to tie it back to the division a little bit, do you guys play any out-of-conference opponents? I know you had a, a series last weekend. Uh, who, who did you play in that? So last weekend was our league conference. So we we this season we have a few tournaments. We played at Bellingham, Washington for our first league tournament. The Eugene tournament was our second. And then next weekend we're actually traveling to San Jose in California and we're playing a bunch of different teams that are not in our league. We One component that we are super opponent that we're super excited for is the Peacocks. They are ex-Stanford Division One players. They're all ex-D1 players, and they really give us a run for our money. I think the score was about 20 to 1 last year. But it's exciting because personally, I felt like I learned a lot from them because one of them kept tossing me in the air, and I was confused why. And she told me it was because I was sealing out too early. And when I stopped doing that, she stopped throwing me. So they definitely like teach us and they make us play better because they're just so much better than us and we have to do our best. Yeah, going to San Jose is always fun because we get to finally play teams outside of our league and most of them are California club teams who are pretty good and yeah, Masters team like Peacocks and so it's really fun having that extra competition and just getting outside of our little bubble up here. So like physically picking you up and throwing you like... (laughs) out of the water the way my position is is you're locked up face to face and then when you want the ball you turn and your your back is to their front and i was turning too early so she was picking me up and throwing me and then catching me and then picking me up and throwing me and catching me i remember my dad was like i didn't know you could egg be out of the water that high it's really <laughs> impressive and i was like that wasn't me i was being thrown so does that game like count against your guys's record or is it just like an exhibition it's just for fun? An, it's just an invitation also. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's just for fun to play some different teams. Last year we played one in Indiana too, so that was really fun. We got to play like Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Michigan. everything, Michigan, Michigan State. And how do the tournaments like usually go? Are they like one one round you're done? It sounds like you play some like expedition types. So it's like how do how do those work? For the invitational this coming weekend it's normally we play two games that are set on saturday and then based on your placing you get your games for sunday and then our league our first two tournaments are set up where we have a schedule and we play four games every tournament and then regionals is your um your seated where you have come from the past two tournaments so Brennan talked about you guys being reigning champs, maybe besides playing some tough competition like the Peacocks. What was the biggest thing that went into you guys winning your division last year? I think last year we kind of went into it expecting that UWA was going to be our biggest competitor. And so just having that mentality of knowing, because previous to regionals, I think we had won against them once and they had beat us once. So there was definitely a lot of tension there. So just going into the tournament knowing that we are good enough, we have beat them and we can beat them. And I think that last game, if I remember correctly, was pretty close. I think it was tied up until the last couple minutes. So just 
giving it your all until the last possible minute. And I think we're going to have to go into regionals this year with the same mentality. How many people are you returning this year? Did a lot of people leave after graduation or is it mostly is the same team still intact? We lost about seven seniors last year, I believe. But besides that, pretty much everyone returned. Might have been two that didn't return. I'm not positive on those numbers. But every year we have like about seven to ten new freshmen join us. I was just going to uh, ask about uh, running the social media and what goes into that and how, how you draw people in and what are some of the things you go, what are the things, some of the things you do to uh, get likes and clicks and views? Definitely being consistent and just posting on our stories. Like, I think this year's something we did differently than last year's. We'll do like a lot of story highlights during our games. So if B team's playing, I'll sit there on the side and like try to record every goal or every block and stuff like that and post it since there are so many parents who... I know a lot of parents and family members and friends follow the account, so it's good for people who aren't able to physically be at the game and be able to see their kid or their friend play. And yeah, I've gotten a, gotten a lot of compliments from parents about that they appreciate the consistency of what's being posted. What do you think is going to be the toughest part about retaining your guys' success from last year for the rest of this year? I think one thing I've noticed, this is my first year on A-Team, but we play to the level of our opponent and we are better than most of the teams in our league and we need to know that mentally and play that way because we play to the level of OSU, for example, and then it's a tied game and it shouldn't be. So we need we need to know our level of playing and play to that level. How do you keep the team you know, motivated to stay out of that. Do you, do you, are you like a fiery speech type person? Are you like calm, cool, collected? What's your, what's your style? I think something that helped uh, this previous weekend, because we had lost to UW in our first tournament a few weeks ago, but then we tied with them this previous weekend. And I just kind of made sure that we all got together before warm up and really had a good talk about what we want to focus on, any issues anyone has that we got to like solve now before we're in the pool and just really figure out what our plan is and just have that pep up talk. And I think it really helped because we ended up tying with them. It was a good game. Mary's been a pretty motivational speaker captain this season. Can you give us like a an example? Can you give us a, a taste right now? <laughs> Yeah, so I usually just start off by opening the floor, giving everyone a chance to say what's on their mind. And I just remind everyone that we're a great team. We can be all these other teams. We're all amazing, strong, confident women. And <laughs> that we're amazing at water polo. Standing. I love it. So what does the rest of the season look like? I know you guys kind of alluded to it earlier, but... Break it down for us. So we have San Jose next weekend just for fun. Then we have regionals at in Corvallis um, April 22nd through 23rd. And if we win that, or shall I say when we win that, we'll go to nationals in TBD. But it is supposed to be at UCLA. If not, we may be going to Texas. But yeah, that's how it's looking. Wow. Did you guys play in the national tournament last year? Yeah, we did. We went to Alabama, which was very exciting for a lot of us. I personally have never been to Alabama before. Um, so that was, and I also think we went into regionals really not knowing if we were going to make it or not. And so when we, the second we won, I think we're all like, oh my gosh, we're actually going to nationals. We're going to Alabama. And so it was a really fun experience. 
to just set the stage, regionals was very emotional and very heated because B team was not expected to get top three and B team won to OSU by like one point. So B team got third place and then immediately after our A team was playing for first place. So everyone was very riled up, a lot of adrenaline. So when they won that, it was crazy. How does that like if you're so was it like you A team won second place and then B team three? Is that how the rankings went or how does that how did that work? A team got first and then B team got third. So A team was in the first and second place game. So UWA got second place and then B team was playing OSU for third place. And then is it only one team the number one goes to nationals? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Emma, I know it's your last few months playing here. I don't know if you're also a senior here as well, Mary, but you had alluded to the fact that you've been talking for a while, or you alluded to the fact that you've been playing for a while, and it's been obviously a big part of your life has been water polo. So um, just what are you looking to get out of the rest of the season, maybe just results aside, and can you just talk about how it's winding down? Because I know a lot of other club athletes that we've had have been seniors, and it's probably been emotional for them as well. Yeah. I kind of start crying every time I think about regionals because if we don't win, that's my last time playing water polo ever. We have a small team right now, and I think our team's super close, and I'm just really thankful to have them as my team. Yeah, it's definitely really hard, like, becoming— I mean, I'm a junior, so I still have one more year, but obviously all the seniors, both this year and last year, like, I became really close to. So it's sad when they graduate because it's like you're losing a member of your family, and it's going to be weird— coming back playing next year and they're just not there we have alumni games though (laughs) is there any possibility of you excuse me like following in your coach's footsteps and maybe joining the coaching staff next year i'm probably moving across the country so i will not be in eugene unfortunately but i do plan on hopefully traveling back for some of their tournaments because like i said my best friends are on this team still so i do want to watch them play and hopefully i'll find them a tournament to enter into wherever i am so they can come to me there you go staying staying connected across the country talk to us about a little bit about uh you know some of the fundraising uh maybe that you guys got going on or maybe some uh, upcoming events that uh, uh you would like to get out so we did a bake sale at the beginning at the beginning of the season and we actually got a lot of money through that and then we do some like cleanups at Matthew Knight Arena and that brings in a lot of money too and then we have a donation site it's actually on our Instagram UOWWP uh it's in our link in the bio and we've actually almost reached our goal I think for that so we have a lot of supportive family and friends that have been donating we're almost at 15,000 for that Ooh, yeah let's go Wow, yeah. Um, any other like uh upcoming fundraisers that you got that people can look out for? We're gonna have another bake sale. The date is not determined yet, but it'll be in uh spring term. Check our Instagram for updates on that. We're getting about out of time here, but before we let it go, uh question for both of you actually maybe. Do you ever see women's water polo becoming a division one sport or do you think it's going to stay at the club level there aren't any division one um, water polo teams in the pacific northwest but if we were there would have to be a facility built for us because we don't have spectator space at our pool so we just don't have the means for it at university of oregon but with the skill level of our team i hope that it's d1 one day yeah i think a lot of our players had that 
like, were thinking when they were deciding what school to go to, like, do I want to go D1? Do I want to do D3 club? I know I was having to decide that. So I think it would be cool if it was D1 here because I know a lot of people put school first and come here for academics. So it would be nice to also have water polo as that option. Do you only have Instagram? Is there other, like, maybe, no? No, like, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that? We're work- it's in the works. Okay. <laughs> maybe next season. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll, uh, we're all going to go enjoy our Friday. But uh, good luck at regionals. Good luck the rest of the way. And uh, maybe we'll have you on after. Thank you so much. Thank you.